0: Hey, it's Kaylin Priest, and you are listening to the Wholehearted Business Podcast. Hey, 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 happy February 1st if you're listening to this episode today. Okay, did you guys see the big announcement? Today in my Instagram stories, I dropped the name of my new program that is going to be coming at the end of February. So I'm going to have so much fun this month telling you all about this new program. You guys know I put my whole heart and soul into every program that I run. But I had a a memory pop up for me that I was looking back at, a screenshot that I took for the idea for this program when it first came to me, and I wrote everything down on a page in my journal over a year ago. But now it's finally coming to fruition, and I'm ready to reveal it to the world and ready to get it to you. It's called The Greenhouse, so keep your eyes peeled for more details coming about that. Now to the main event, my hot takes on manifesting. I had dozens of DM conversations with many of you this week when I asked for your take on how you feel about manifesting if you're a woman who believes in God, and I was so inspired by the responses that I received, but also very moved upon, like, wow, there are so many women out here who have been feeling the same way that I have, and I love the idea of manifesting, but sometimes it feels a little bit like, hey, so where does my relationship with God... Come into this equation. And I think many of us are feeling that same pull to involve God more in our lives and more in our businesses. And so I'm excited to share number one, my hot takes on manifesting, but also ways that I have found a lot of joy in involving God deeply in the process of building my business. So if you are someone who loves manifesting, the purpose of this episode is not to stomp out your love for manifesting. If it works for you and you love it, then I love that for you. But if you're like me and you have tried manifesting or you've been learning about it and researching it and it leaves you feeling like something is missing or it leaves you feeling agitated scarcity or even more self-doubt than before, I hear you and I felt the same way. So I want to give you some thoughts to add to your thinking smoothie. Blend all of these thoughts in if they're helpful. I want this episode to be less about here's what I think and why you should think the same way that I do and more of what do you actually think about manifesting because I promise you your thoughts and opinions are way more important than mine because they are the ones that are creating your life and your reality and so I'm way more interested in you getting clarity about what you think about manifesting and I found a few new ways to think about it and ways to think about it that feel better and work better for me. They feel more aligned with my soul. So take what's helpful, ditch what's not. You ready? Let's go. Okay, first, let's just make sure we're all on the same page, yeah? What is manifesting? There are a lot of people teaching about it and there are so many different definitions and ways to explain it and understand it in nuances, but I'm going to teach you the way that I learned about manifesting because I think it will explain more. Some of you may have learned manifesting from people who are, who are very centered and grounded in their faith in God. And so you may have learned it a little bit differently than I did. And if that's the case, I'm a little bit jealous. But here's the way that I learned it. Essentially, manifesting is thinking or speaking something into existence. So you focus your mind on some kind of desired outcome that you would like to either have or obtain or experience and you utilize practices like mindfulness or visualization, vision boards, meditation in order to bring that thing into your reality and you may have heard stories of people manifesting their dream house or their soulmate or a certain amount of money. The way that I was taught manifesting is that we're all beings of energy and when your energy vibrates at a low level we attract low level circumstances And when our energy is in a high vibration, we attract positive outcomes. And so the goal is to choose high vibration, positive thoughts and emotions and actions so that the thing that you desire can come to fruition. Your thoughts and your feelings basically send energetic messages to the universe and the universe responds. You may have also heard this called the law of attraction. So like I said, there are so many people who teach this in so many different ways with So many different emphases and specificities and nuances. And so you may have learned manifesting a little bit differently than I did. But as I've been researching this and studying this and honestly experimenting with it, because part of me was like, I want to see if I can really figure out this manifesting thing or not. And there are principles that I love and my own layers that I've added in, in places where there felt like a hole or a gap or It's something that fell short for me. So first, let's start with the things that I absolutely love about the principle of manifesting. First is that I love that manifesting asks us to get very, very clear about what we want. If you have hung out in my world for more than 25 seconds, you know that I am deeply, profoundly passionate about women getting what they want. I am deeply passionate about women creating financial abundance that improves their lives, that gives them time freedom, that, that gives you, gives you time freedom, gives you location freedom and makes you able to allocate as much of your time and energy to the work and slash or service that fills your soul. And that is basically the hill that I will die on. And I'm also deeply, profoundly interested in women, not just getting enough or making enough to get by. I'm talking like, abundance, more than you know what to do with financially, more than you know what to do with with the love and joy in your life that there is to share and go around. That's what I'm aiming for. I'm aiming for you to blossom and bloom into the fullest, biggest expression of yourself in whatever way that looks like. And so I love that manifesting asks us to get clear about like, what is it? What do you want? I always make this joke. You guys have seen the meme of that scene in the notebook where Noah's like, what do you want? And Allie's like, it's not that simple. And I feel like we do that a lot as women. (laughs) Like, what do you want? It is that simple. It can be that simple. The whole purpose of this is the goal is to help you get more of the things that you do want. Next, I love that manifesting teaches us the power of our thoughts and our words. This is the part of The law of attraction that I do believe is totally true. And I like that manifesting helps you mentally prepare for getting what you want. So let's just take one example. Let's take financial abundance, right? Since we've been talking about it a lot and I talk about it a lot and I'm very interested in helping you achieve that. A lot of us desire to have more financial abundance. Yeah. So traditional manifesting makes the case that if you want to create financial abundance, but most of your thoughts, Are about your current financial scarcity or limitation, you can slash will actually manifest more lack into your life instead of manifesting more abundance. So let me use a less law of attraction example like this one. If you want to compete like a pro athlete, there are things that you need to think about yourself and things that you need to do that you may not have done before that you would have to do in order to practice Before you were prepared to perform at that level, if you want to compete at the level of a pro athlete, constantly thinking thoughts that sound like self-doubt or limitation or preparing for the worst case scenario are probably not going to help you perform at your highest level. So imagine a sprinter in the starting blocks at the beginning of a race and they're preparing to take off at the starting gun and they are out to win. Let's just say this is the Olympics. They're out to win the gold medal. Okay. Okay. I want you to just imagine that sprinter that you're watching, thinking thoughts like, I'm probably not good enough to win this. I don't know if I deserve this. Someone else could probably do this better than me. Can you see that person winning the race? I can't. And yet those are the kinds of thoughts that so many of us think on a daily basis. I'm probably not good enough. I probably don't deserve this. Someone could probably do this better than me. And I don't believe there's such a thing as accidentally winning, well, okay, so here's an interesting aspect. I think that in order for you to literally be able to receive amazing results like a lot of money, or able to receive results like having raving customers slash clients slash fans, and also being able to receive that kind of visibility that it would require in order for you to receive the financial abundance. I think that you literally have to train and prepare your mind and your, your actual physical body, like I'm talking your nervous system, for that kind of success that you're hoping for or that you desire or wish for or want. And yet most of us are running these lackluster thoughts and still hoping to win the race by accident and that we'll just be pleasantly surprised if we do, you know? So side note. I know this analogy is not the best because there is no gold medal that we're all competing for as business owners. This is a zero-sum game. Everyone has the same chance of winning. Everyone can win. Everyone can win big. Every single one of us can be wildly successful. But the principle that I love about manifesting here is that if you want to create the kind of results that you dream of, you have to be the kind of person who can receive those results. And you have to practice being that person. In advance, think of the the sprinter who trains for years in advance for the moment where he can receive the gold medal. You have to practice being that person and feel like that person before you even have the physical evidence that it's all working out for you. So, again, tying this back to the example of financial abundance, if you find yourself often thinking thoughts like, This money isn't enough. I'm terrified that we're going to run out. I feel worried and stressed about money constantly. I wonder how I'm going to make more of it. I don't know if I can make more of it. I don't know if I deserve to. I don't know if I'm good enough. Someone else could probably do it better than I can or that I am. Those thoughts are going to feel like you're reporting the news to me. But all of those thoughts are actually just optional thoughts. And you could choose thoughts that are totally different. Like I have just enough. I have the perfect amount for what I need right now. I'm always being provided for and taken care of. Those are the kinds of thoughts that are going to turn your actual reality into one where you are able to receive financial abundance because you have trained and expanded your nervous system and prepared yourself to be someone who is able to receive a lot of money without worrying that you don't deserve it or worrying that you're not good enough, right? Okay, so I think those principles of manifesting are really powerful. But like I said, there's a couple parts where it misses the mark for me. Let's start with the biggest. And if you're listening to this, it's probably the same thing that's missing for you too. God. When I learned about manifesting, God was always substituted for the universe or source. And at first I thought that's not really that big of a deal in my mind. When I hear those words used, I will just for myself substitute the word God. Not a big deal. I can do that. And that's what I did. But I actually think that it misses the mark a lot for me because of that reason. I don't believe in the universe. I believe in a God who is a being who knows me and loves me more deeply and profoundly than I'll ever be able to comprehend. I believe that He has a plan for me and for you and for every single one of His children. So when I want to create something, it doesn't line up with my beliefs to say, just be a vibrational match for the thing that you want and the universe will eventually deliver it to you. When I try to create things that way, it's like I'm blocking out my source of light and life, I want God to be involved in the process with me. I want him to help me. I want him to be able to send me the blessings and the grace that he can see that I need. So instead of manifesting, you'll hear me say the phrase, create miracles with God, because that's essentially what manifesting is. It's creating miracles through faith, but I don't want to create that stuff with the universe. I want to create stuff with him. I want him to make everything better than I ever possibly could on my own. I want him to teach me. I want him to help me create stuff that will help other people. I want him to teach me how to be his servant. I want him to transform me into the person that he wants me to be. So here are some of the layers that I've added in for myself with my work of creating miracles with God. First, all of the money that I want is his to begin with there's this really fun book that I picked up recently called It's Not Your Money by Tasha Silver. And I actually really would recommend it. It's a short read, super easy read. Just know that it's very religiously open-minded. So when you read it, you will hear her refer to God in lots of different ways. And you'll also hear her refer to lots of different religious practices from across the world. But I do love some of the principles that she teaches. So the first one that I love is the principle of releasing doership. This resonates with me so much because I can think of so many times where I was letting my need to hustle lead the way in creating the miracles that I wanted. So basically I would work my little buns off to the point of complete exhaustion. And then it would be at that point when I would finally go to God in prayer and ask him for help. And he would teach me a new way. And so Tasha tells the story of when she was writing this book she talks about how she got stuck with her writing for a few months because she kept telling herself, I can't do this. I'm just a storyteller. And then one morning she woke up and heard something, someone inside of her say, release the I, and just take this book as if it's dictation. Stop bothering me about what kind of writer you think you are. That's all an illusion. Just become receptive and let me use you. And she later in the book says the phrase, "I don't know how, but God does." This reminds me so much of when I was building my business, Poppy C Play. Side note. It's actually tomorrow will be the one year anniversary of officially selling the business, which is so crazy that it's already been a year, but so fun to just reflect on because of that reason. But basically I was running that business very solo. Nate was working from 7 a.m to like 7 p.m every night. We had two babies. And I didn't have any employees. I hadn't hired anyone. I was doing it all on my own. But my actual strategy for building the business was that I would get down on my knees next to my bed and have my journal open in front of me and a pen in my hand. And I would ask God to give me one thing that I can do today, one step that I can take. And he always would. And it was always something very simple, like send an email to that supplier Say this thing in this post today. Reach out to this specific person. And that business was quite literally built one prayer at a time. And I feel like that's still how I'm building my coaching business today, by the way, because it felt so aligned with my soul to do it that way and also helped me skip over a lot of the overwhelm of feeling like I don't know what to do because I had a source. I had a resource I could go and ask those questions to. So these are not the sexy business strategies you might expect, but they work. And I want to give you the option to try the same experiment whenever you find yourself saying, I have no idea what to do. Well, he does. Trust him. Ask him. Okay, the second principle that she talks about in It's Not Your Money is the principle of offering. And I have also heard this referred to as surrender. The definition of surrender is to stop fighting but I want to read actually a section from the book to you because I think she explains it so beautifully. So she says, Offering is handing any burden, whether a desire, attachment, illness, finances, or anything, back to God. After all, it was his to begin with. In a way, doing so says, This is persecuting me so much, I can no longer lean on my ego's own strength. Please show me your will. True offering takes what can be an unbearable cross, and returns it to love. It untangles you from the seemingly inescapable thicket of doership. One easy way to begin is simply by replacing my with the. We're taught to think of my money, my body, my partner, my happiness. But here's the catch. If it all belongs to you, the ego, the burden is all yours as well. With the simple substitution of the Grasping softens and offering begins. Take for example, I'm worried right now about this business and I'm thrilled to be offering all to God and for the right actions to be shown me at the right time. She later goes on to say, from day one, we're taught that all finances belong to ego. The message is constant. It's my money. How can I get more? Why do I spend like this? Why am I terrified of loss every minute? But when all is offered over to God, The focus becomes, okay, God, I hand this fear of loss to you. Free me from these worries. Show me the first step. I'm ready to know your instructions. So I really, really love this principle that all of the money that we desire in the first place is his. It comes from him. And so, of course, he would want to be involved in the process with us. If you're working on creating more financial abundance something that changed for me was really leaning into the truth that all the money is God's in the first place. And I found that the more and more I really trust him to provide the money that I need, the less I feel like I need money in order to feel abundant. You can have millions of dollars in the bank and be in mental torture or live month to month and have so much faith that he's going to take care of you and provide for you that you rarely worry at all. You can live in a state of grace where everything you need arrives like clockwork. I love looking back at evidences in my own life where I know that has happened for a fact. And the one that comes to mind most profoundly is after Nate and I were married, we both got married. We were super young, both 21. We were both still in college and working part time. we moved into this tiny apartment across from the BYU campus okay if you're familiar with Provo we lived right across the street from Brick Oven so it was like a pretty sweet location and I remember one night when Nate and I sat down to look at our finances and we wrote it all out on a piece of paper put all of our expenses on one side put all of our income on the other side which was our two part-time jobs and our expenses far exceeded our income and yet we still had money in our bank account it wasn't a lot but it was there And I have this very distinct memory of looking at Nate in that moment. Like, how is this possible? This mathematically does not work. And both of us just kind of sat there for a second, taking in the miracle that we had everything that we needed. And that has been true throughout our marriage in moments of high income and low income. We have always been taken care of and provided for. And I never want to lose sight of that miracle. Now, the last thing that I want to emphasize is that I do believe that God wants good things for me. And I think that he wants good things for you too. I think he wants us to do more than just get by or survive. I believe that he wants us to thrive. He wants us to experience freedom and abundance. And while I do have those desires, what I want even more is to learn how to let him use me. Instead of me trying to use him to get my wishes, which was often what manifesting felt like a little bit to me. It kind of felt like micromanaging or trying to control the outcome. And it didn't align with my soul because I want him to teach me. I want to learn how to be open to him, to give my heart and soul and will to him and receive good gifts from him. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is Matthew seven eleven, And it says, if ye then being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? So if you ever find yourself wondering like, is this desire okay? Is this too big? Is this too much? Is it greedy to want to have more money or to want to have a lot of money? Just know that he already knows the desires of your heart. If you have a business in the first place, he knows you're the type of woman who wants something more from life, more joy, more creativity, more fulfillment, and more money. He also gave you certain gifts so that you can bless people with them while you're here on this earth. Don't resist those gifts. He wants you to make more than enough to just get by. He wants you to blossom into the fullest expression of you While you're here on this earth and he wants you to learn how to create good things with your faith He wants to help you do it. He wants to guide you and teach you. So let him in I hope you love this episode and I would love to hear your thoughts on it, too So send me a dm on instagram and let's continue this conversation And I hope you're starting to feel some clarity come through of how you can actually involve god More in creating your business and in creating the things that you want because he wants that for you, too Hey, thank you so much for listening in today. Are we already friends on Instagram? If not, come over and follow me at kaylynn.priest. It's the best way to get tons of free value that I put out into the world through my content and also to stay up to date on my current offers and ways that you can get more support and coaching from me. So come over, follow me on Instagram and send me a DM to say hi and let's be friends.